Welcome to It Was All a Dream, powered by American Family Insurance. I'm Joanne Sabir, your host. I'm delighted to be with you in this moment. We are excited to carry the conversation around purpose, around dreams, around leaning into curating communities of care to ensure that our dreams to what is possible come to fruition today. We have one of our um, esteemed community partners, Black on Black Education, and he has brought the talented Mr. Alfred Shivy, a.k.a. Shivy Brooks. Shivy Brooks in the building. We are so happy to have this educator, this nationally renowned um, human being with us so that we can extend the conversation around building this legacy of dreams and really the commitment to doing the work. So let's get into it. Let's get into it. Let's get into it. So yes, as Joanne said, I am Jamal Thomas. Um, I, when she asked me about this, I said, who can I think of in Atlanta that would be somebody to sit down and talk, not just about, you know, like his own dreams, but the way that he works to inspire young people to achieve their dreams. So Shibby, why don't you give a little introduction to yourself um, and share what it means to challenge young people to dream. Yeah. Um, well, first off, thank y'all for having me and, and just uh, deeming me worthy to share a space with. Um, I'm, I'm humbled by that. Uh, and, and then too, to be called to, to come to this place, right? Uh, Morehouse Chapel. At the stage, where are we? Yeah. Uh, so, so you know, every, a lot of people know me as like, okay, he's, he's from Atlanta. And then some people who more intimately know me, they're like, okay, he's a Jersey boy too. But, um, you know, my name is Alfred Chevy Brooks and you know, I was uh, lucky enough that the building we are sitting in actually is a building that um, was one of the most important spaces for uh, me developing my faith and my relationship with God. Mm-hmm. Um, I attended church here uh, at Morehouse Chapel um, after my father graduated uh, here at Morehouse uh, in the 80s um, when he, he made his return to school to finish what he started in the 70s. Um, and so to, to be here, um, wow, is um, redeeming in a lot of ways um, for some things that I felt I, I shook loose from. Mm-hmm. Um, but I'm a high school educator. Um, I teach personal finance, uh, economics, and government um, at Charles Drew High School uh, here in the metro Atlanta area in Clayton County. Um, I, I'm also an entrepreneur um, where I travel around the country and I work with schools to uh, enhance their branding and their marketing and their culturally responsive pedagogy um, and help teachers find that fire again for many uh, who may be struggling with that. Um, I'm also a owner of Alfred's Laundry, uh, which is a, a clothing line that is uh, essentially resistance in fashion. How do you do all that? So that's an incredible thing because I think sometimes um, we're on this campus, and a lot of times we indoctrinate youth to say, you have to have a pathway. You have to have a, a singular focus. But then we're breathing, we're, we're limiting, right, the possibilities and even their scope to see the possibilities because I'm a, I got to be a doctor. I need a terminal degree. And that all may be well and good, but there's so many, there's not, you can't be relegated, right, to that one single story. So lean into that a little bit. Tell me more about these different pathways and the how. Yeah, Um I mean, the, the the truth is, is that we are all multifaceted and multidimensional. Uh, what diamond shines without multiple facets? Huh. You know, one growing up, um, my mother, the favorite adage I have from my mother is that she never told me that I can be just anything. My mother always said, you can be everything. And there's a huge difference in understanding that um, 
God did not just give us a singular talent or a singular purpose. We serve many utilities. We um, can be of value add to the people around us and our communities in many different ways. And the greatest honor that we could ever give to God is to see through and be on purpose about all of the gifts and talents that God gives us. Now, what makes it possible for me to support, it is... That's what I'm headed. Yeah. That's what I'm headed because we've gotten into this 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 way of being sometimes where it's, I got to get there, mm. right? Johnny looks a little different when it's an I, I, I type of situation versus this notion around this collective way of moving forward. But as black people, we don't have the privilege of I. Uh. So the idea that uh, we can win uh, as individuals is a farce for black people. We are not individualistic, nomadic type people. We are um, villagers. Mm -hmm. That is who we are at our essence. So um, when one of us uh, takes a loss or fails, uh, falls short, we all feel that, we all experience that, we all bear the responsibility of it. When one of us wins, that's why it's historic and it's celebrated among all of us because we all share in that win. Um, the concept of individualism is a white privilege oh. that we just don't have. Um, so we have a responsibility that as we rise, we all rise together. And that's why our journey sometimes could be slower more arduous, um, more laborious, but it is the way um, that we are designed. And that's why uh, for those of us, you know, we tell our kids like, you know, get a good education, go to college, get a scholarship, get a good job, and then what? Move out the hood. Mm. Um, and I've always been a person who pushes back against that, even with my students that I teach. I'm one of the last non-gentrified areas in Metro Atlanta. And I tell them, don't sell your grandma's house that you need to be focused on owning property within our communities before others buy it. Mm -hmm. And then when you come back from going to school and you're looking around your neighborhood and you're trying to figure out why you don't recognize anybody, many times it falls on us. Right. So I believe we have to stop the brain drain that we have in black communities by telling our people to stop leaving. We always say, reach back. Right. And I say, you don't have to reach back. You can reach over if you never leave. Huh. And it's, it's interesting. I've been having a conversation with people a, a lot lately around um, schools and what we do in schools to, to help students dream or to crush their dreams. So um, imagine, you know, classes where we were teaching people to buy the block as opposed to, you know, earth science. You know, it, it's, it's, earth science is, is something. Reimagining the antiquated um education it's, it's required it's required and and um i loved that we did a lot of that like during the pandemic you know on teach talk lives and stuff like that so you know you, you set it up for 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 other educators to continue to think but how do you do it on a day-to-day -day basis with your young people what are you doing to to really touch move inspire them um to believe that they can be their highest possibility by not leaving them by winning in their face and then sharing the blessings that come my way with them being a visual source of possibility. Like, I'm visual, I'm here, I've yeah. done it, and I'm still here. But not just visible, tangible. Touch. Mm -hmm. Right? So, like, my students, you know, prom was yesterday for my kids. and Tangible. I think that's like a, a mic drop. It's <laughs> tangible, right? Because we can show up anywhere. Yeah. But to be uh, tethered to their existence, to their life, and to their journey, um, 
that's where the solutions rest. That's where the change happens. Yeah, how many of well, us are wins? And it's that proverbial, you got to go back, right? Uh, as opposed to my students could see me be on television or see me be on their Netflix or see me on their Instagram or all over their TikTok. But then they also know uh, I could call Mr. Brooks and say, man, I need a watch to go with this suit. Mr. Brooks, can I borrow one of them nice watches you have? And they know I'm willing to give. For that kid who can't afford to have a car, and they're like, Mr. Brooks, can you can you just pull your car up so we can take pictures with your car? Absolutely. Right? Because that leans into the mental wellness component, mm-hmm. right? That leans into this notion that it can't just be um, a teachable skill, but we're getting back to the spirit-led work. Yes. Where our souls are connected. Yes. Where it's not transactional. Yes. And I think that is what I'm hearing and it's so foundational to getting us to where we know we need to be <laughs> from from hence from where we've come, right? It's a return to that. It's a return to the connection, not just in this transactional way of being. So how because now I'm thinking it's not just about the relationship with the kids, the young folks, but it's also teaching those of us who are in the forefront in the community how to show up. Right. Because what you're telling me is informing my process of how I show up. I'm a real estate developer. I live in community. And so one of the things that I touted, like I live, and it's not a sacrifice, mm-hmm. right? It's a commitment because mm-hmm. I understand what's on the other side of that commitment. And I would tell people there's not a white picket fence that's going to save you, mm-hmm. if you if you don't jump in. Right. There's not a suburb that's going to keep you from keep you from the people if you don't make a commitment. Yep. Um, and that commitment for everyone needs to look a little different. Yeah. But I, I'm excited that you're informing not just the youth, but those of us who have a deep desire to inform change, what that should and need to look like. Yeah, I think many times there's so many of us who intend to do well and want to be vested in the community, but don't know where our entry point is. And I think God has given me the responsibility of being a bridge for many of us. Be a bridge. Right. So many of our kids, like, yes, they they lack access to certain resources and, and the like, but the truth is what they lack most is access to networks, right? Like actual tangible people that can serve as real-time resources or sounding boards um, that can help them uh, to see around corners that they don't even know are there. Um, that is really what our kids need more than anything else. And so for me to have access to people like a Kimberly Latrice Jones or some of the kids' favorite rappers or favorite comedians or uh, other notable educators or politicians, et cetera, being able to be that touch point to connect everyone together um, so that we can see each other again. That right there, I think, is uh, where a lot of our work is. We, especially in the black community, deal with so much elitism, churchy elitism, political elitism, socioeconomic elitism, right? And it it divides us and we don't have the luxury of division. Like we're rekindling the we. Yeah. Yeah, we're, we're stoking that fire. Yeah. And I, and I but I think that a lot of the kind of things that have transpired over the years have, have grounded us, regrounded us in that understanding. There's no amount of money that's going to make you not a black woman. Right. It's going to make you not a black man. Jay-Z <laughs> <still>. <laughs> yeah, that part. That part. Right. So I think it's important, especially sitting in this position um, of corporate institutions, to say, how do we support that understanding? How do we wrap our minds around our communities and lift that possibility of of the we? And I think it's important that we return to our humanity is what I'm hearing you say. We've gotten so far. One of the things my mother used to always say, she didn't know she was poor. 
mm. right? Because mm. her spirit was so full. Mm. So, so much of this is returning to the spirit. We can track on all these deliverables and all of, you know, but at the end of the day, what lifts us, um, the journey forward needs to be this kind of restoking fire of our, our spirit. But how, I think that returns to like, how do we show our humanity, mm -hmm. right? And how do we normalize black humanity? Mm -hmm. And I think a lot of it is um, in us ending the practice of code switching. Right. Like we feel like when we walk in certain environments, you know, what? hold on, I'm coming to Morehouse. Let me let me go put on a suit today. Let me let me tuck the chain today. Let me uh, not walk this way, because then I have to defeat all of the preconceived notions and tropes that will be placed upon me. But what I think is really important for those of us who have privilege of access, who have privilege to be in different spaces, um, we have a responsibility, honestly, to fly in the face of all the preconceived notions about and the same us. is true. Don't put on like if you not don't Facts. try to wear cut like don't if, black, if, black, if, if you speak the king's to... English and that's what you do, <laughs> right. then speak it. How right. you speak it. Don't come to me. Yo, da 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 da. Like, no, yeah. come as your I think what you're saying is don't come as your me. authentic yeah. self. Yes. But don't try to present. You know, I think that's another thing is that um, we become fearful of whatever you can't define that for me you can't define what my authentic self is but the messages come as your authentic self but when you look in the mirror and you um, are grateful for the person that you are and, and and you love the person that you are it helps with that so 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 much my, my daughter calls it like a a beautiful privilege that like i just I love who I am, mm -hmm. you know what I mean, every day. And so anybody who I'm going to connect with, anybody. It's going to get this. With, like, you, You're going to get this. You're going to get exactly this. Yeah. And nothing else, no, no faking the fuck, no code switching. no. no but how no beautiful is that if you don't know any other way to be? I don't know. I don't know any way. other way to show up. Mm -mm, but but a lot of us get penalized for it, though. We, and that, that's that. the part, right? I'm certain I have. Yeah, we're told our, our authenticity has time and place. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it, it, I'm, I'm I'm certain that 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 uh, that I have been penalized for it, mm -hmm. but then that just means that whatever that penalty wasn't that thing wasn't for me. It won't be you. So I, I I'll go around that, and then the next thing is what's. But that's the secret sauce and authenticity is understanding everything and everyone is not for you. Trisha. So many of us believe that we gotta win every room, <laughs> win every space, win every person, and have every relationship, and you you won't. No, let it go. And that's okay. I hate yes. to talk. And I and the, the premise of it was, and it's okay. Yeah. And it's okay. Because ultimately, when you release the notion that everything is for you, you find what really is for you. And so that's okay. And so we dream into the understanding that it's okay. And what comes of dreams is really when you lean into your most authentic self. Yeah. So if I can leave this table with a word, it's really moving into spaces as a leader in, in the most authentic way possible. Asha. Well, you, you use the word leadership, and I, and I think Shivya has something coming up where uh, you know where, where leadership oh boy, is is, yeah. <laughs> is is going to be established. Why don't you share what uh, what's what's about to happen? Shivya? Yeah. Um, so, as an educator, um, I think we many times have some of the uh, best perspectives on what our schools need, what our communities need. Um, and living here in Atlanta, I look at a school board that has uh, nine seats, um, most of which held by, um, all of which held by women, no male representation, uh, and the majority of the seats held by women who are not women of color. In Atlanta? In a city where 72% of the students are black. 
Um, and so at, while taking a look at that and while understanding the value add that I could be to our community, um, I'm taking a very deep look at running for Atlanta Public School Board uh, this year. Um, I have not uh, firmed up which seat I'm going to run for just yet. Um, man, the bell's hitting, right? <laughs> <laughs> that's like, that's it's like a sign, Shane. It's a, that's a deep commitment. Yeah. So, so much of this um, requires so much of you. Yeah. What allows you to kind of formulate the decision to make that type of commitment? That my existence is not for me. Mm -hmm. My time is... Uh, my time is not mine. Uh, I'm not uh, here for leisure. I'm not here for pleasure. I'm not here for uh, some of the things that I think many of us are, are fixated on. Um, I'm here for purpose and legacy. I'm here purpose for and legacy. We need to say it again. I need to, that on the record. Purpose and legacy. Purpose and legacy. I think it's so important. I'm thinking about at a young age, just allowing our young folks to even define that and give it language. Mm -hmm. Purpose and legacy. You can't live without purpose. And when we do, where does it leave us? Right. Purpose and legacy. They're, they're, they're going to be somebody's ancestors. We're going to be somebody's ancestors. You know, what, what's it going to look like? We stand on the shoulders of giants. You know, they're going to be giants that somebody else stands on their shoulder. And when they, when they, that, that can allow them to walk with a different sense of purpose. What I don't want us to miss, though, is that is is to not skip like straight to the ancestors that will be but also focus on the elders that we are mm -hmm. that part i won't lie to you some of our older generations some of our generations have not been great elders mm -hmm. and we have to unlearn some of the mistakes of not having that um that stewardship, that that guidance, um, those people to help us navigate. We have a responsibility to be better elders. We got the stewards of all the rest of it now. That observation. You use one of my favorite words there, and uh, unlearn. And I'm and I'm wondering how else that may you know enter into this uh, overall conversation. What are the things that we need to unlearn in order to 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 turn dreams into achievement? Like what 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 are those things that individually as well as collectively dreams into achievement. Yeah. I think we really, really need to unlearn elitism. We need to unlearn individualism. Like it's a lot of isms that we don't talk about. We need to unlearn ageism, right? Um, we need to unlearn classism. These, these are the things that I think are creating wedges, uh, even among our own community that we have to do uh, better at immediately don't have time to waste. Right. And it's, it's a lot of those things that you just described are creating what I think is probably the worst ism is nihilism. And, and uh, you know, we, we dreams have the power to really, really, really just you know, open up people's hearts and minds so that they don't feel so purposeless. Like yeah. what I'm what I'm seeing with like our young people and and just, you know, being a high school educator is that truly like our kids like, you know, with, with us having cell phones in our pocket. Right. Uh, we always say to kids, like, there's nothing out of your reach. It's all in your pocket. You can know anything. Mm -hmm. And I think that also the consequence of that is that it's made us uh, intellectually lazy um, to a to a point that I believe many of our young people don't know how mm -hmm. to dream. Mm -hmm. They don't know how to dream. And that is um, that <sighs> is the seed for hopelessness. I think that's so important. 
it's it's a it's a it's a something that we have to relearn. Like we have to 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 re um, connect to the power of dreaming, how to dream and how to connect. Yes. How to connect? How to make that? I mean, I have a twenty-one-year-old, a nineteen-year-old, and the premise in our household is always around connecting. This really our soul ties. Like we work on our soul ties, and that can't happen on the internet. And that way we have folks, our young folks, sometimes they think they're hyper-educated, or at least they think so, yeah. right? Yeah. And so there's yeah. this <laughs> education and then there's wisdom, right? Yeah. So y'all know a lot, mm. but like lean into this wisdom a little bit, right? Yeah. So I think that is such a critical thing is re, um, re-indoctrinating ourselves to dreaming. Like even, it just seems so simple. Right. It's a big deal. And if we're saying that, you know, and our kids oftentimes aren't living in reality, how do we become present? Everything can't be on social media. Everything can't be because then we get connected. We started this conversation around humanness, right? And so social media won't keep us whole. Right. Yeah. It's this. It's us gathering. It's us convening. It's us having conversation. And these conversations need to extend to our youth. Like, they need to hear this. It's it's interesting that everything that you're saying, that and and particularly because, you know, your young one has been kind of a, a, a part. Um, That's all right. And he, his dynamic, smile, powerful <laughs> little man. Like, it's and oh, every yeah. time you see him, you know, you laugh. Yeah. Um, so so how have you thought about everything that uh, Joanne just described as you, as you raise him? I, I think it's um it's a combination of both, right? Like, I think there are... There are a lot of people who say social media isn't real. And I think I stand as evidence that that's not true. Mm. Right. Um, the we share in community because of social media. Um, it's a valuable tool. And yeah. it just can't be an either or proposition. Yeah. You can't you gotta be dope in real life. That's what <laughs> <laughs> I'm saying. Like, I don't want to say that you're an anomaly, yeah. but a lot of this is smoke and mirrors. And you have to yeah. understand how to differentiate. What's the difference? So even if you weren't real, but I could still glean something. I can't lean all my eggs into the basket of this. You know, you. I feel like what you're saying is so important that it's a tool, mm-hmm. but it can't be in the absence of actually. Here you are, my brother. I could touch you. I could feel you. Here you are. Because what you're sh- what you're telling me, if a student can call you for a watch, that means that your existence rests. The the social media is a tool. Right. But you're in this thing. Right. Right. And and you're right. Like you have to do both. It's a both. It's a both and. You got to do both because even if you're doing the work on the ground, but you're not amplifying the work mm-hmm. through social media, we live in a day and age where it's like the work didn't even happen. Mm-hmm. Right. Uh, I could teach 30 kids in my classroom, but I could stream the classroom live on Instagram and have hundreds or thousands of people view the lesson that I gave. I like so. Yeah. Why do the work in a silo? I'm Why a fan th- now. <laughs> I've tapped in. I've tapped in. <laughs> that's in, and I think that's um, that's how that's how we have to be. I mean, it is the notion of like us, you know, three sitting here having this community and having this this conversation and sharing the community. Uh, yet we will broadcast this to the world for mm-hmm. others to hear and see. So do both. Do it on the ground and do it in the cloud. Right yeah. at the same time. So to our audience of twelve million, what what do you want to say? Um, to redeem the ability to dream again, um, to do the work in real life, but also amplify and tell the good work that you're doing too, um, to see the possibilities in our young people, um, to not be too tired, 
uh, to not be too weary, um, to not give up. We only have but so many years or so many decades we get to be here on this earth. We have to ask ourselves, how am I making the next person's life better? That's a powerful closing note. I'm dreaming fearlessly with the understanding that I have a commitment and responsibility to make someone's life better. What are you leaving here? I am leaving here. um, I'll leave people with civil society is not promised. And so the things that we talked about today are the things that will um, bring promise to it. Um, and I, I, I love the people I'm sitting at the table with, um, and, and I, I, I love uh, humanity in general. I want it to continue. So I, I want us to, to take the words that have been shared here um, and to hold them dear um, and, and work towards being your own best possibilities so that you can do that for others, whether it's your young people or the people in your community. Um, we, 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 uh, we all have to really hold one another up. So we're leaving with the with the edict to to lift purpose, promise, and dreams. I thank y'all. Thank, thank you. you. Thank you. Thank you.